I'm not friends with anybody. I don't talk to media. a lot of people anymore. Okay. Oh, we got to do something. Okay. The glove compartment is inaccurately named, and everybody knows it. Welcome back. Um, thanks for letting me into your ears this uh, Wednesday or whatever day you're listening. You're listening to Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. I'm your host, Cece, and I'm really excited to share with you guys this extra long episode. I was going to edit it down a little bit for content, but to be honest, I think it's all pretty quality, and this is... Uh, an episode that I am really happy to present to you. I figured you're bored, right? Why not listen to me and my friend talk for two hours, um, join along. But this episode in particular, I have my dear friend Hannah Wolf on, a college friend of mine. And the like listening back and editing this, it's like this is what I wanted out of this podcast. Um, I feel like it's a little more revealing um, than some of my episodes because we know each other so well, and I'm sure you'll be able to tell that we're comfortable with each other, so uh, enjoy it. Uh, Thanks for sitting in on our conversation with us and and sipping tea. Um, I I mentioned in the description for the show notes that there's a lot of... um, foreshadowing going on but not long after recording this episode I got into a car accident it was my fault I totaled my car and I am in the market so if you're listening (laughs) I am picky I know beggars can't be choosers I'm looking for an older model Honda No, I'll take what I can get with low mileage right now. I haven't been working lately, and I know a lot of you are in the same boat. So if you're on Facebook Marketplace and anything comes up, please send it my way, cynicalcandor.com, cynicalcandor on all social media except for Instagram. You can at me at Casquita. Um, I think I'm going to go without a car for a little bit. I'm fixing up my bicycle, and I bought pepper spray today so I can be safe if I'm out there at night. Not that I'm too concerned about it. I don't live in, like, some crazy area. And also, like, nobody's out there. I went for a walk to my... Oh, I won't tell you where I went, but I'm I'm social distancing. Okay. But I went for a walk last night on one of the main roads, and the lack of cars out there was, like, startling. It's it's very interesting. So, okay. I'm just going to let you get to the episode because listening to my intros is probably really boring, and you probably all skip them anyway. I don't, honestly, I don't really give a shit. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, as always. I hope you're all hanging in there. I hope you guys are getting your, um, you know, Trump checks, as we're calling them, <laughs> or whatever, your, your relief checks, and um, staying sane and staying busy and um, enjoying new, new content. Let me know if you have any suggestions or recommendations. I'm running out of TV shows and I'm going to get into my mom's recommendations soon. And there's a reason I put them off for so long. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. We have similar tastes. 
All right. I love you all. If uh, you're not feeling the love, just just know I love you all. And uh, stay tuned after the episode and listen to some really bad wailing. And it, it might make you laugh a little bit. I think a good, I'll leave you with this. I think a good thing um, to, laughter is the best medicine, as you know, but a good thing to express emotion when you're not maybe comfortable talking about it or feeling your feelings is to sing. I think we all know that. Put on your sad songs, put on your happy songs, put on your angsty songs. Um, For me personally, it's Taking Back Sunday and my, my teen emo bands, but yeah, sing it out. Sing in your car, just going for a drive. Be safe. Don't run red lights like my dumbass. And, you know, sit out back, scream so the neighbors can hear you, but wear your headphones so you can't hear yourself. That's that's always, you know, a, a really good technique. Um, and if you want to share your techniques with me for how you're coping, please do reach out on social media, etc. Love you all. Here's Hannah. I thought we were going to sing, like, some... Easter hymns. Oh, we can. I don't know if I. What's an Easter hymn? Like a hymnal from Easter. Like Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Well, this it's Easter's over at this point. Oh, okay. But it is Good Friday when we're recording. Oh no, I have to feel guilty on this day. Are you eating meat tonight? Uh, I don't think so, actually. But I didn't mean to. What, uh, why, why do you feel guilty? Well, it's just, an, it's just how I was raised. It's just a Catholic <laughs> thing to feel guilty. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Catholic anymore, though. Right. But, obviously, but, um, it's inherent. They, may, they, it's like about feeling guilty about how you put Jesus on the cross. That's why my grandma sent me that text today. Oh, really? With the, the cute video? Well, that was the email, but she sent me a text. I'll read it to you. It is so cute. I sent her back something, like, super cheesy and generic about how we have to be thankful for God every day. Um, Happy Easter with your family as we remember God's sacrifice for us. <laughs> and yeah. a little bitmoji of her. She's cute for doing the bitmoji, but, like... I like bitmojis. Thanks, Grandma. Uh, um... Uh, I just, I never understood the Jesus sacrifice thing, and no one's been ever, ever been able to understand it to me. Well, I think you tried. I tried to explain yeah. it to you, but I don't think, um, I think your problem with it, not problem, but I think you just have, like, a different yeah. view of it, maybe? Because it, yeah. We, maybe we don't need to get into it for no, the pot. I'm a very to. I'm conscious of being recorded, but maybe maybe I should just forget about it. Yeah, just forget about it. Um, okay. Well, we will eventually, but I gotta ask you questions. So, <laughs> who okay. are you? What's your name? My name's Hannah. How old are you? I'm 28. Yeah, baby, 28 club. We made it past the 27 club. Did you know that the 27 club was a thing? No. What is that? I just like kind of figured out this. I don't know why. But, like, all these people, like, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, there's a bunch. Jimi Hendrix. They all died when they were 27. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, I'm, good at, I'm glad I didn't know about that when I was 27. Right? Because then mean, we might have brought a death upon us. Maybe. Uh, there's no reason to ask for trouble. That's true. <laughs> What's your sign? Sagittarius is mine. And you don't really buy it? 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it would help me. Okay. Respect. I know. What are Sagittarius's, Sagittarius ends supposed to be like? Um, outgoing. Uh, mildly disorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, I am mildly disorganized. I guess I'm outgoing. The life of the party. Yeah, maybe. That could be me. And I don't know too too much. Although Sag is in my, like, my chart. I looked mine stuff up before because I know there's, like, a moon one or something and there's a rising one. I'm a Sag moon. Okay. And a rising Leo. But, uh, you're... To me, a little bit more responsible than some of the Sagittarius I know. Oh, okay. Which I think is interesting. But in the same token, I think you, like, counteract that with things that you don't give a shit about. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things that I think you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I think that's kind of Sagittarius attitude. Um, Also, like fucking fiery like mm. very, like when you're angry you are angry yeah Sagittarius hold a grudge for sure well I don't want to hold a in grudge. my opinion in my opinion I tell you I take it all with a grain of salt I don't think it's necessarily fact but now I, I have held some grudges before but I don't think it does a lick of good <laughs> so uh, I'm try. I try not to Amen, sister. I fucking amen. But I think the key to that is when you are angry, letting yourself be angry. So that's such an interesting thing to talk about because I've been focusing more on feeling my feelings, especially in this environment where you can't run from your feelings. Like, you pretty much have to face it. What environment? What, what environment? Uh, just, like, the, the whole quarantine. Like, oh, I right. would go out and do something. I would go hang out with friends if I were really pissed off. Mm-hmm. And I'm good at feeling my sadness. Like, yeah. I can feel my sadness. I'm good at feeling my happiness. I'm good at feeling my scared and all of the emotions except anger. Yeah. For some reason, I'm not good at, like, just feeling it and letting it go. I either, like, push it down or snap, like, yeah. hard. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't I know think, how to feel it. I think we're, a lot of us are taught to be ashamed of anger and that being angry isn't okay. I also think, it too, it's, like, figuring out where to direct that anger. And instead of directing it at others, I need to be better at pushing it out of me instead of on another person because I think that's why I kind of bottle it up to a degree I don't know you know what helps me is writing about it Hmm. journaling about it and um if I wrote about being angry I would be like fuck fuck shit fuck fuck dickhead I mean try it (laughs) yeah I mean what I've done is like I'll be angry at Bart who's my boyfriend as you know Mm -hmm. and um I'll send him an email about how I'm so mad, but like I, when you're writing, when I'm writing him an email, I can like think about what I'm saying and make it, make it so I get my feelings across, but I don't, like I can think more about how it's going to make him feel to read it. I have done that, but I don't send them. Yeah, I've done that too. I need to do that. I've done that too. I'm very like quick 
And then I realized once I processed the situation that, like, I wasn't that angry. Yeah. And sometimes they don't need to know why you're angry. True. Sometimes you just have to forgive them. Like, sometimes it's not worth confronting them. That's true. And that's something I've learned. That's what what happens when we're passive-aggressive, I think, is, like, you... When you're angry at someone, you have to either confront them about it or let it go. And sometimes, in my past, I've been like, I'm going to let it go, but then I didn't actually ever let it go. Right, right. And then I got mad at that person over something stupid and, like, blew up on them. Yeah. Yeah, that. I think I've definitely gotten better with being passive-aggressive. I more remove myself from situations now. Yeah. Um, For the most part. It slips out sometimes. And I think mm-hmm. it's easy to slip out when we have things like text messages. And, yeah. you know, it's easily easy to just be like, okay, fine. And hope it's interpreted in a way that's not, like, passive-aggressive. Yeah, texting is, like, dangerous when you're talking about really important stuff, I think. Oh, my God, yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm just going to call you. Yeah, and you call me. I like that. I, I want to start calling people more. And that's why I like, um, I'd rather Snapchat you than text yeah. you. I think we're better. Yeah. Because then you can see our faces and when we're yeah. being funny and when we're, like, actually upset or whatever. Yeah. I think that was a good... Um, Thing for us to improve our friendship mm-hmm. is Snapchat. And you're the only reason I have not deleted Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't really use it much. Um, and the, yeah. Um, but I use, I was thinking the other day, I when I was like a teenager, I would call my friends and talk to them on the phone for like an hour or when more. When you were a teenager? Really? Yeah, like in, in middle school. Actually more like in middle school probably. Talking for like hours on the phone. I would talk to like my cousin in elementary school a lot. Yeah. I w- I think I was more on the phone in elementary school. Um but I grew up on the same street like 10 houses down from my best friends. So okay. we were more just like get off the bus, see you after dinner kind of thing. Yeah. That's good. I that sounds really nice. I used to want that. I had a great childhood in in Levittown. Like, yeah. It was the whole neighborhood could get together, and then once you got to middle school, you could, like, cross the, the one of the busier roads, which wasn't really that busy, but to go to other neighborhoods where your friends from middle school were, because, like, I don't know. I, I loved growing up there in that situation. I couldn't walk to, like, anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. After um, watching that video you sent me, I got an idea of, like, the town set up, and they seem to be more neighborhoody than... What, yeah, which ta- which video was that? The one about the murder. Oh, right, 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 right. Which was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved every second of it. In a, in a murderino way. Not in, like, a yeah. I love murder way. <laughs> yeah. I, part of me feels guilty if I, when I'm, like, like, getting interested in a murder. Like, I don't want to, like, exploit the tragedy. Yeah. But it is really, it is really interesting. Well, and that's what I thought about... Um, with all the deaths that are happening right now, yeah, um, I had a friend's mom pass away, and um, she actually worked in the elementary school, and it, it, it's, oh. you know, I, f- I feel really fucking bad for them, um, but my first thought to my dad, like, I said, do you remember, blah, 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 and went through it, and... I was like, and it sucks, because I would love to show up for a service, I don't know yeah. if I have one, and he said, yeah. And this is really morbid, so, like, trigger okay. warning for okay. people. But he was like, yeah, um, 
They're they're stacking bodies in freezers right now. Yeah, my sister lives in New York, and she said she went for a run, and she ran by a hospital, and there were like refrigerator trucks outside because the morgues are full apparently. Mm-hmm. Somebody that um, I know, her former roommate, one of my former co-hosts, her roommate um, lives in Philly now. She's a nurse. She works in one of the hospitals, and she said they don't have they don't know what to do with them. Yeah, it's really messed up and. Um, also, Bart's one coworker, her husband's brother, I think it is, is like in the hospice and he's dying and they can't see him. Yep. And it's like people are dying by themselves. That's been another thing. I know people whose parents just passed away, but they had cancer and they were trying to avoid going near them. Mm-hmm. I know a woman, I cleaned for a woman who's in hospice right now and she's not allowed to have any visitors. That's awful. It's awful. It's awful. I'm going to call her just to check in and talk, but... That's horrible. Yeah. That's why when I bitch about things, I'm like, we are just so lucky. I, like, I I have a hard time imagining something as horrible as that. Like, you have to be by yourself. You know you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see anybody. But it is good. That's one area where I'm like, okay, it's cool that we have technology. At least we can FaceTime. Hopefully, these people are able to, but... um, So anyway, on to a lighter topic. How did we meet? <laughs> uh, uh, on Richard Street. It's Richard Avenue, but I like to call it Richard Street. It Everybody great. calls it Richard Street. Everyone does. And it's a gross street. <laughs> so this is the street in college that... It's a party frat, street. Frat Row wasn't really popping, but Richard no. was. Yeah, Richard Street. It was like the place to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's where we burned couches at the end of... I never burned a couch. I watched them burn. I didn't burn them, but I was in attendance for a lot of couch burns. I think one time I was at my ex-boyfriend, we were dating at the time, in College Park, Mm -hmm. and somebody set the dumpster on fire. Oh, my God. And I remember thinking, like, should I call the police? But I kind of just watched it from my window, from his window. The fire department would come, but they were more pissed because it's like expending the resources, like the water and the expense yeah. of taxpayer money to put these couches out. Like, they didn't really care. Do they just go out when they're done? I don't even know. I don't know much about fires. It depends on how isolated they were. Like, right. if they were, like, in the middle of the street or if they were on the lawn. Like, if they're on the lawn, probably not a good idea. Well, but... it's obviously not a good thing to do. No. For many reasons. No. But, but um, we did it. We did it. It was I fine. didn't. I mean, I didn't do it. You Personally, didn't do it. we didn't do it. But we let it happen. We did let <laughs> it happen. We were bystanders. <laughs> so I'll never forget the first time I saw you because we had culturally diverse literature together. Right. Yes. A I like that, that class. It frequently comes up for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I'm... in your brain or mm-hmm. what? Me too. I like Kindred. I really liked yeah. Was that the book, Octavia Butler, where she, like, would go back into the past? Yes. That was really cool. That was good. I liked, I don't remember the title of it, but it was um, Sherman, Sherman, Sherman Alexi. Alexi. Oh, yeah. Flight. Flight. Sherman Alexi. Did he write Smoke Signals? I don't know if he wrote Smoke Signals, but we watched oh, the movie. You know, that? yeah, that is that is based off his book, but his book's not called Smoke Signals. It's called, I forget what it's called. Something else. I also remember watching A Raisin in the Sun. Oh, A Raisin in the Sun. And that was, so that was freshman year, but I remember seeing you with your tennis racket. Oh, really? Oh, God. Like, run out of, <laughs> run out of class with your hair, like, bouncing, and you reminded me of this chick that I went to high school with, a high school friend named Grace Fleming, and I was like, oh, my God, 
I want to be friends with that girl. She's just Aww. like, because I think like a freshman year, I was like, oh, comforting. She reminded, like everything yeah. about you reminded me of Grace Fleming. And then we never talked. I don't think I saw you for a whole semester. But you would be one of the people, like if you were in Reisner, like I would see you and I'd be like, I know who that is. Kind of like you popped up a lot on campus. Aww, and I'd yeah. be like, I know who that is. And I then, think you did for me too. Then we met in, on Richard Street and I was just like, oh my God, do you remember that class? How would I have forgot? And you were swinging on the swings. I was swinging on the swings? <laughs> Somebody had a swing on their tree in the front yard. Remember that? Aww. You were on the swing. I would be on the swing. I don't remember being on the swing. Good time. I wish I could remember that. I love swinging. I still do. So yeah, we went to college <laughs> together, long story short. Um, yeah. What you doing? Most, what am I doing? Most people talk about their career at this point or <laughs> like hobbies or like passion projects or like oh. so. Okay, well, I just got laid off a week ago. <laughs> Blessings. Due, due to the virus. Um, so right now, I am trying to figure out what I want to do and I'm open to anything. And I'm trying to look at it like I'm like, what, like I'm like 18. Mm-hmm. And, but except obviously I'm not 18 and I know in a lot more than I did when I was 18, but I just, I'll do anything. You're like 18, but double 10 years past the marketable. Right. You know, you have like twice the experience of an 18 year old and not more. I've done a lot of different jobs, which I forget about, but like most recently I was in internet marketing and I got that job because I can write well. I was a freelance journalist. I was a pharmacy technician and I was an ESL teacher and I think that's it. I mean, I was like a waitress for a summer, and then I worked at the phonathon with you, calling people. That job was horrible. I really didn't like it. I was really bad at it too. I don't want to do that. So we know yeah. that. It helps you eliminate like things you don't want to do. Yeah, and and like parts of the job. There are parts of all those jobs that I did like, and parts I didn't like. So now I know. Yeah. What I want to do. That's Hopefully, good. I'll figure it out. Um, but you're like you're. I think you're pretty inspiring to me because you, like, travel a lot. Yeah, I mean, I have, yeah. You're athletic. You're into your fitness. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Oh, I'm studying. I'm in a program to be a yoga teacher. Which is super cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. But I, I don't, That you can't make a lot of money doing that. I mean, you can, but I don't know. You are somebody that, like, I can always rely on to be interested in new things. Yeah, thanks. I think you are, too. Thanks. I am, and that's, like, actually a downfall of mine is I'm interested in a lot of things, and, like, for the past three years, I thought, like, oh, I'm going to become, like, I'm going to go back to school and be a teacher, and then I was, like, no, I'm going to go back to school and be a dietitian, or, like, a lawyer, or, like, a doctor, or, like, I'm just going to go get my MFA in creative writing and be a writer, and just, like, go all in on being a writer, and I just, like, keep changing, and I can't, I need to pick one. Yeah, I I get that. (laughs) I get that. Um, Which is why I think long term you, not that you're not a great writer, but will be like a great, like, you'll have a lot of experiences to draw from in writing. Thanks. Like you'll be like very, very publishable. Yeah. Because you do have hands in a lot of things. I hope so. Even if you don't want to do that right now. I've said this to you, but I... I don't think I'll ever be able to escape being a writer, which is 
sometimes it's an oops. I just spilled my cup of tea everywhere. Um, it was only a little durable though. Yeah. Sometimes it's annoying because I don't, sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like writing, but it's like I have to. Same. Um, but I want to, I mean, I double majored in English with a writing emphasis and journalism with print media emphasis. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of writing, lots and lots and lots of writing. All I ever do was write. I can write really well. Um, not to toot my own horn. No, you can. But I don't want to... I blog, I enjoy it. I want to do other stuff. Like, I don't just want to write. It's kind of exhausting. We were talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, writing all day is hard. Yes. yes all day, every day. But if it encourages you at all, I took my final today, I talked to my boss, and she was like, I think the gig lifestyle, especially coming out of this point where everybody's work from home, etc., I think the gig lifestyle is going to become way 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 more common and way more profitable long term i hope it becomes more profitable and i hope i mean the main issue is you can't get health insurance if you're doing that which is you can up. get health insurance you yes. have to pay for it yeah and it's expensive it is the obama one is oh i don't know for me obama is really cheap but i like finagled my way into that but my, I also don't have it right now, so yeah. that's another story that we won't get I'm, into. For now, I mean, I have to look at my options, but for now I'm going with Cobra, which is like a thing you can do where you extend your jobs thing. They it's, have the option for that for me with um, my layoff, too. and It's $410 a month. For I me. opted out of it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's, it's a lot. That's For someone who doesn't have a job. That's like <laughs> almost triple my car payment. Yeah. That's crazy. But it's sort of like, like, I have a friend who has a daughter, and that's like a, I mean, her daycare is at least that much. Daycare? Yeah. Daycare. So we're childless. Right. So let's talk about daycare. Those poor fucking mothers are working. And those poor to put their people kids in who, daycare. the people who work at daycare don't get paid well at all. They get paid horrible. No. And that's don't. such an important job. So where does that money go? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I materials think and supplies? And the overhead? Like, yeah. yeah, like the rent, um, like some kind of insurance. I don't, you know, I don't even know. Rent's too high. Child care is too high. Student loans are too high. Although. It's too damn high. <laughs> who was the guy except who Except us. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's high except for us. Um, I just checked on my student loans because it's the time of year anyway where I re-sign my income-driven repayment plan. Mm -hmm. I saw my interest collected in the past six years and I was like, right. <laughs> but um, they stopped. They I checked it. They stopped my interest through September. So that's amazing. I'll save a couple hundred dollars there. I'm like, okay. That's so, I like, it makes me so mad that we were taught no other option but going to college. You know, it makes me mad, but we had vastly different experiences prior to college. I think our college experiences are pretty similar. Right. But kind of opposite, because I came in English, and then you came in journalism, right? Mm-hmm. And then we, like, switched. <laughs> but then, but I, then you picked it back up. Yeah. Um, but I just... I don't ever, I wasn't, I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college. Right. I just didn't think I had another choice. I had thought I had to go to college. My parents pretty much said I had to go. Right. And I did, like, wow. I had the same, but I was labeled gifted. Okay. And I was at the top of my class. 
I was not. I was a terrible student in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, so mm. I felt like that's what I had to do. And I don't ever regret it. I would never, I'll be in debt forever. I don't care. I would never take it back at all. Even though that wasn't my first choice school, like, I would never take it back at all. I and don't regret I would it. never take back my decision to go to Shippensburg either. I think I've made awesome connections with people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first graduated from Ship, I was kind of pissed that I wasn't closer to the city because I feel like the connections would have been, like, different. Yes. But the friendships that I made, yes. the lessons that I learned, living in the country compared to living in the suburbs my whole life, yeah. I needed that, I think. But, yeah, I didn't have an option either. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go to school in the city because I'm from the country. I wanted to go to Temple, and my dad said... You can't go there. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Which, I mean, it is dangerous. I know the kid who got mugged. A lot of people get mugged. There's shit that happens all the time, but, I mean, that's the city for you. Yeah. But I've also had some awesome party experiences at Temple. I was thinking about that last night, too. Do you know how many times, like, literally we could have died our whole lives? Yes. I think about that a lot. Yeah. My car got hit by a crowbar. Did you know that, about that? Yes, it hit the radiator. Yes. I never will forget that. Yeah. Because every time I'm behind a truck with, like, work tools and stuff, I'm yeah. like, get get over because I think about it, like, coming straight yeah. into your radiator. So what happened was I was, it was the summer, and I was, I used to work at CVS, and I was going to this other CVS for the first time to get more hours. And I was on 83, this highway. Were you at home? You didn't live at Ship over the summer, did No, you? I lived in New Freedom, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and it's a very small town, but that's a whole other thing. But I was on the highway, which is 83. It goes from, like, Harrisburg to Baltimore. And I was going mm-hmm. toward York, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a half-hour drive. And um, all of a sudden, I saw this, like, branch in the sky coming toward me. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. It's a, it's a stick. And then <laughs> it got, like, stuck under my car. And I was like... Oh, well, it'll just work its way out. Yeah, like, and this it's all, a stick, right? This all, happened, this all happened in, like, a second. I was like, it's a stick. I'll get it out when I... It'll come out, or I'll just get it out when I get there. And then, then my car was smoking, and then I pull over, and there's, like, red stuff leaking out of the car. And I'm mm. like, oh, um, this is bad, and my I... My car is bleeding. <laughs> yeah, and I can't, I can't drive my car anymore, so I... Got a tow truck and got the guy drove me. I had to call the the CVS and be like, "Oh, I'm late." And for me, I felt like they were gonna think I was lying because, yeah. like, what a ludicrous story, right? I always think about that with crazy things, which is kind of why I also like my gig lifestyle now. But like, I would have the craziest shit happen to me, and I'd be like, "I have to call my job, and they're gonna yeah. think I'm lying." Yeah, and like. I'm I'm not lying. I've only lied like maybe a hand. I probably can count under ten times. Lied about like the reasons I was was late or didn't yeah. come into work, and they were still usually generally good reasons in my mind. But anyhow, I remember lying in high school about being late my senior year like I'd write fake notes did you and sign them saying I was at the dentist I did that one time I was so scared to sign things because my mom's distinct handwriting I was like I'm never gonna pass by Uh, but I did it one time and I got away with it I like I don't know I've always felt really guilty about it but it was like I just remember having the hardest time getting up for school because I'd have to like be at school at 745 I don't know how I managed because, like, I remember I'd set my alarm for, like, 5.30, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'll get up early, and I'll, like, 
co- uh, like curl my hair and look all cute and make a nice breakfast. Oh, good and then, for you. I never bothered. But no, no, I didn't ever get up. <laughs> I would like, I would hit the snooze button until like 7.30 or something like really bad. And I would like roll out of bed. I don't even know how I did this. I, w- I was so bit, like so bad at that too. And I remember this one time. <laughs> I was running late. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at myself. My my tenth grade self. I was running so late, and I ran out the door, and it was like spring-ish, because mm-hmm. I wasn't wearing a full winter coat. But it was a, a day that I actually wore jeans because I played two sports in high school, like a fall and a spring. So I was mostly in like my practice clothes anyway. What sports were that? Volleyball? I played volleyball in the fall and soccer in the spring. Oh yeah, I knew. I think I didn't know that. Until senior year, I quit soccer and did the musical instead because, I don't know, I think I went through like a mid, mid-teens crisis or something. But I wish I would have done the musical. Ugh. You would have been good in the musical. Thanks. But anywho, I ran out the door. One day, I was wearing jeans. I was running down the driveway, and there was a patch of black ice that I didn't Mm. notice. And I slipped. I fell. I cut my knee. I was like, (gasps) still made it to the bus on time. Like, I got on the bus, went to school. I had to go to the nurse's office as soon as I got in to be like, I'm bleeding. Can you please help me out? I ripped my jeans. I was like, I think I still have those jeans, honestly. <laughs> I remember I when I was in middle school, I used to get nosebleeds like every day at school. You were one of those. Is that like a thing? There were kids that would always get a nosebleed and they always used to get out of class and they'd be like, why can't my nose um, ever bleed? <laughs> I hated it. It was really embarrassing. I'm sure it was terrible. And I didn't know any other kids like that or we could have bonded because it's a weird thing because like I wouldn't want to leave school. I'd be like, no, it's fine. And my teacher they would like, make you leave school? Well, not leave school, but oh. like leave class. And like I would get blood on my shirt and the nurse would like... I remember this one time I wore like a kilt. It was, I wore a kilt to school with like this yellow polo and it looked really cute. That's cute. And I, yeah, I went to the nurse and she was like, you can't walk around with a bloody shirt. That's true. And I was like, it's fine. That is a good point. But she let me wear the, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's right. But she let me wear this like um, long sleeve black t-shirt over top. Oh, that they probably got out of like the lost and found. Yes. (laughs) And so I had to wear that. And my mom had me, okay, the outfit was less cute because my mom used to have a weird thing about like not wearing tights when your legs were showing. So I had to wear, I had these thigh highs on. Do you even know what that is? It's like, these, I know what thigh highs are, but wait, you had to wear tights all the time? Yes. Okay. It, it, unless it was like summer or something. But like, yeah, I had these thigh highs on and they were, didn't really fit me. So I had to keep like pulling them up, which I didn't realize looked like I was like a stripper because I was like yeah, touching my leg. and like, leg. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, middle school, what a, what a time. I hated it, but I loved middle school. Like we had a very small middle school. I ran middle school. I feel like we were oh, wow. like, the kids that were like in like the gifted program or honors kids, like. We got away with murder. I was high not, school. I, I fucking hated. I hated high school too. I hated so it all. I hated it. I hated it. I didn't realize I hated it then, but like once I got to college, I was like, oh my god, these are my people. Like I hated the people in high school. I hated. I hated high school. I knew I hated it. Are you? Do you have a reunion coming up? Mm, I don't know. I'm not gonna go. No. 
No, I'm not I going. have to go to mine. I'm, like, obligated, I feel Why? like. Why? Well, a lot of my friends are going, um, and I was, like, president of the National Honor Society, involved oh, in wow. sports, involved in, like, everything, so I feel like I'm kind of obligated to go, yeah. just to show up and be like, hey, my life's a shit show, guess what? I'm still doing better than you, bitches. <laughs> I feel I feel like everyone I know who's gone has been like that was I regret going. <laughs> a lot of my friends, like in upper class or whatever, didn't go. Um, but it's an open bar and oh. a buffet and seventy dollars. I'm like, fuck it, sign me up. That, that seventy dollars? That's kind of a lot. Not really. Yeah. When you look at the other what like the other reunions that like the upperclassmen planned. They were, like, in the hundreds. So I'm, like, 70 bucks to eat all I want, drink all I want with my friends, and, like, I don't know. I also look better than I did in high school. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like, ready to... I think if if I ended up going to mine, it'd be for the wrong reasons. It wouldn't be, like, to to see everyone and see how they're doing. It would be, like, to show them... This, that you're doing, the, yeah, like yeah. look at me, but like I don't, I don't want to do that. That's not gonna make me feel good. Right. I also worry that like I do want to. I sound sorry, not to interrupt, but I, I do sound, feel like that. It sounds very selfish and twatty of me, but I do want to connect with these people. Like yeah. I do miss people. But okay. anyway, what reason? I mean, I do kind of too. I um, what was I gonna say? I um, think I'm worried that if I went back to high school. And was around those people, I'd like revert to who I was back then, which is not a person I liked. Interesting. I've never considered that, but I don't think that I, I think I'm so far different that I, and like comfortable with myself that I am like confident I'll be who I am, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't think I'll be different. Although I do think I'm a type of person that adapts to her surroundings, so I think I'm different around different people. Mm-hmm. Not in, like, a bad way, necessarily. No, I think, that, I think that's normal. Yeah. I think I do it, too. I think we all do it. I think you kind of have to. Right, to, like, keep connections. Yeah, I, like, I get frustrated when people are like, just be yourself, because it's, like, not that easy. Right. Just be yourself. Yeah. Right. What does that mean? You, yeah. If I were just myself to everybody all the time, nobody would like me. I'm a bitch. <laughs> it's also, like, hard to know who yourself is. This is true. It's like a very... I feel like that's a big part of, of, of life is figuring out who yourself is. And it's not like, oh, just be yourself. It's so obvious. Just do it. Right. Like, what is that? What does that mean? Well, I guess that's a good segue. Okay. What, um, what freaks you out? What gives you anxiety? Oh. What makes you tick? What it doesn't necessarily have to be like what gives you anxiety, but you have you well, I have anxiety. What you're comfortable with. Uh I don't know. For anxiety for me, it's when like my brain just like finds things to worry about. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. stuff from the past. Like, oh my god, I did that and I said that and this person thought of me this way because they said that and I uh, just start ruminating, not renumerating, which I've said before when I meant renumerate, nu- rum- ruminate. Really? Yeah. What's renumerating mean? I don't know. I'm guessing like something to do with changing numbers, numbers on yeah. something. Okay. But ruminate, I think it comes from like cows digesting stuff more than once. I think. Huh. Don't quote me. But that's what it makes sense because yeah. ruminate means to like dwell on and yeah. like process. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I think. 
I have done a lot of processing with stuff from the past, and a lot of it's helped me, but like it reaches a point where it's not helpful anymore. So question, because I have the same problem. Do you find that it is something that like, like something comes up in your mind and you're like, oh my God, why did I say that or do that or what have, whatever? Mm-hmm. Do you find that like sometimes, all the time, whatever, that like it doesn't even matter anymore? It's like somebody you don't even talk to anymore? Yeah. So it's like a regret type feeling? Yes, it's yes. And sometimes I regret other people's actions. Like I'm like, oh, that person treated me that way and they shouldn't have and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's, it's almost always people. It's almost exclusively people who do not matter. I mean, not that they don't matter, but I don't, I don't talk to them. And they have no impact on you. I have reached out to these people on Facebook before. I remember when you did that. I'm so sorry. And oh, well, I don't know if I really, if that needed to happen. Are you a person who, this is kind of off topic, but on the, like, you know, coming off of that, like, are you the, the type of person that will apologize when they're not actually sorry? Uh, Just to, like, save face or yeah. to, like, make somebody think better? Well, you? I mean, not, not those situations I was really sorry, but, like, okay. I, sometimes I find myself saying sorry, like, because I want reassurance. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, when I have anxiety. Sometimes I get anxiety at, like, around people. And I do have anxiety about, like, the planet and the country. And Those are huge themes on this podcast, like, by far. Like, yeah. most of the anxiety comes from societal sources mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, things that are sort of out of our control, mm-hmm. which I think is, like, natural, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know... I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about the apology thing and like because I I get anxiety from tension, like unspoken tension. Yeah. Like I would rather somebody bitch at me than like feel like I slighted them and they're not I get yeah. anxiety from people being passive aggressive towards me, which I think is what triggered me to stop or try to stop being so passive yeah. passive aggressive. That's normal. Um, I would get, well, I mean, for, I, for some people, some people are able to just be like, ah, whatever. Like, about passive aggressive people, like being tension, tension, mm-hmm. tension. Some people yeah. are just so happy go lucky. And I find it to be more men than anything. Men are happy go lucky or passive aggressive? Um, happy go lucky. Oh. Like they'll be like, oh, they'll get over it and kind of just like, oh, whether they're ignoring the problem or actually just don't care I do two things I think I get frustrated or anxious about that too because like I get I don't like when people don't communicate how they're actually feeling like directly I don't like like I don't like that I don't either but I also am a person that has a hard time it's not a hard time it takes me a long time and this is something I learned from therapy with my mom. It takes me a long time to put how I'm feeling into words most of the mm. time, which I think is why writing has come so natural to me because I'm able to like process the things, yes. edit them, and then say exactly what I mean. Yeah. But I, I, I think I am that way too. And writing helps me with it. I like writing can give me a lot of clarity. Mm-hmm. Writing about how I'm feeling. And I love going back and reading things that, like, I wrote a long time ago. And I'm like, ugh, so naive. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, like, a totally different person. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have 
I so, sort of keep a diary. I have, I think, five or six, and I've been doing it for 10 years. Wow. So I don't know if that means, like, obviously, that's less than one a year. Do you do it daily? I mean, sometimes. It, I'll go through periods where I'll do it every day, or, like, now. What's, like, the longest chunk of time you usually go? Like, um, on average-ish. Maybe, like, a week or two. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Maybe that's a benefit of not using social media. Maybe our diary more. Yeah. I don't really use social media. I was on Twitter, and I was it was too much. I, it was too much. It was driving me nuts. You're funny. Can you tell the story? Well, oh, yeah. Do you want to tell the story? Uh, well, the story of, yeah. I of guess I, I think I know what you mean. So I'm a huge Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, I'm and I cross myself and say rest in peace. He's not dead. But. He's not dead. And like he, he did, he, he, he's, I don't know. He's still on the ballot, but he's like, I'm not going to be the nominee. He said, but like we can vote for him. And if he gets delegates, apparently he'll have more sway over the platform of the Democratic Party. I did not know So this. I am still going to vote for him in the um, primary. That's encouraging. I did not know that. Um, and like he did, like start a conversation he did make medicare for all like a thing people are taking seriously it's a very popular idea so i i'm really confused why more people didn't vote for him because like have you heard like the exit polls where people like they asked people like do you support medicare for all and overwhelmingly people said yes even though in those states bernie didn't always win Hmm. so it's like it doesn't it doesn't really make sense because well this is a whole nother story but the twitter thing is like i would favorite these like really like intense tweets or like retweet things and then like one night I got a little drunk and like I was like text me if you want to learn more about Bernie Sanders and put my phone number and um Cass retweeted it accidentally <laughs> but then I was like oh, I God. was also imbibing and I was like this is a great idea yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give her exposure and obviously I thought it was a good idea um and also no one nobody texted me <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I don't know if that makes a difference, but um, I just was like, I need to delete Twitter. Yeah. I might get it again. I, I like Twitter. And you texted me the next day, and you were like, oh, my God. Right, because I, I remember the next day. I tweeted day, my phone number. I, like, I was like, last night was bad, because I also went on the Bernie Sanders app, and it was like, text your friends and family this message. <laughs> well, you and were it, texting me to try to convince me to get my dad to vote for Bernie, and I was, like, kind of negative about it. In this, I was trying to be, like, kind of be, like, listen, I'm not going to make... I tried to make my dad vote in the last primaries, and he's He just, doesn't vote? Not in the primaries. Why not in the primary? And he didn't vote in the last general election, either. I didn't, either. So my dad is part of um, Gen X, which I like to refer to as the apathetic generation. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a lot of cool memes where it's, like, you know... You got a boomer saying, blah, 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 millennials are causing this crisis. And then you got a millennial saying, blah, 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 the boomers caused all this problem. And now we're, we're inheriting the shit that comes from it. And then you got, like, Gen X that's, like, singing, like, Jason Derulo. Because they just, like, don't care, seemingly. I don't know that many Gen X. It's a generalization. But yeah. I mean, my parents are baby boomers. Um, yeah, but anyway. I mean... I've liked the Gen Xers I've known. I'm guessing they were Gen Xers. How old are they? So that's considered from, like, this is rough because I don't have the data in front of me. Okay. But, like, 
the period from 65, maybe? It might be okay. a little higher to, like, 81-ish. So they're, like, 40, 40 late 30s, late 30s mm-hmm. to 50s. Okay. Because actually one of my former co-hosts, Kathy, it, she said she was, in, she was 62. Now I forget. 60? Shit. Sorry, Kathy. She listens. She's a boomer. <laughs> she, But she's like really close. Okay. Because like my mom. Super close. My mom was born in 1960 and she's a boomer. So yeah, the, I think the cusp is probably around there. Because my mom's 68 and I think she's Jenna. Your mom's 68? I mean, was born in 68. Oh. My mom's only 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, Two. I knew your parents were a lot younger than my parents. Yeah, my dad will be 50 this year. My mom's only 52. My mom's 60, and my dad is 64 or 5 or something. Um, but um, So they're younger boomers, because my grandma's 70. She's a boomer. Okay. My pop-up is 82. Okay. So maybe my grandma's and I, 71. I, well, Bart's 88, and he's definitely a millennial. And Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just remember he was a millennial, and he's... 38, I know, because he was 10 years older than me. All the data on millennials is so varied because they they sh- they should chunk them into, like, two portions. Yeah, but, I think so, too. But my pop-up is called, part of what's called the silent generation. Yeah, I've heard that. Which is really only, like, eight years. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's I don't, cool. I don't know. I don't like to get too into it. I love that study. I love yeah. the study of the... The like avocado the, toast and stuff. I don't like that shit. I don't <laughs> like the OK Boomer so much. Like, I'm not okay, into, boomer. like... That put, girl. <laughs> I don't like putting people, like, against each other, but I do like seeing how generations differ based upon what was happening at that time. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, you young people. It's like, no, the people are like this because... These things were introduced to them, like these policies, these technologies. Yeah, I find and that intriguing. I do think millennials have had it rough. And no, not to like relatively say woe is me, but yeah, relatively, relatively, everyone has have had it rough. But interesting, I heard on the news last night, um, the kids that are gypped is gypped okay. I don't know. I heard it was bad because of gypsies. Uh, but I don't know. I don't care. Okay, I knew it was wrong, like considered wrong well, for some reason. But yeah, it's like short for gypsies. But I don't. What is a gypsy? There was that show that that gypsy wedding show on TLC. And gypsies were like vagabond type situation. I could be yeah. using that wrong, but no, I think you're right. Like they're nomadic. Yes, nomadic. But is like, better word. is that really like? Okay, whatever. Right, everything could be. They offensive. got the short end of the stick. Yeah, I guess they were like um, marginalized in a way, but whatever. So the seniors that were um, like skipped over this year because of their proms and their senior trips and their oh, graduation. Yeah, that is sad. They were born in the year that nine eleven happened, wow. and I was like, "Whoa!" The college seniors or high school? High school. Okay. Yeah, that stinks. Their prom got canceled. That's sad. Everything. In the state of Pennsylvania. That sucks. They're done. My teacher friends told me yesterday they're done. They're not going back to school. That really, that's They're doing sad. online stuff, but they're not doing anything. Like, they're not going anywhere or... Yeah. That's really unfortunate. Isn't that a bummer? Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Because I think that's worse than the college seniors. Like, if, my co- if I didn't get to go to college graduation, I would have been like, damn it. Yeah. Like, whatever. But this I, is different. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I kind of felt that way about high school. 
<laughs> I didn't want to walk. I don't think my parents made me in high school. I hated high school. I was ready to be done. I hated high school too, but I was still very involved and got to give that speech. So oh, I was cool. really pissed. I, I threw my hat at high school. I didn't throw my hat in college. I think I did too. I didn't in college because I made my hat with all these gems on top of it. It's cute. I still have them both. I threw my, my hat and that was my favorite part. I was like, fuck off hat. I, I threw like, it up. I got to spit, spit. I got to sit in the front, um, like two rows of everybody oh, cool. because like honor society kids got to sit up there. Like the I wasn't in honor society. I wasn't in honor society because my grades were bad, and my grades are bad because in tenth grade I decided to take AP history, and it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And I tried really hard. I still got a like C in it, and I was like, I'm not trying anymore, and so I stopped trying. Interesting. And I think in my head, I was like, first of all, my parents were, I, it was kind of like a childish, like, way to, like, resent my parents because they were trying to push me to do really well in school. And then also, I was scared, like, what if I try really hard and still do bad? Like, I'd rather yeah. not try and do bad. At least then I'll know it's because I'm not trying. That was how I felt when I went to college and realized I wasn't that smart. The exact oh. same way. I was like, whatever. Um... Not that I realized I wasn't that smart. I think we're all smart in different avenues. But I realized that, like, yeah, I had, I think, established a reputation. And I worked really hard, so I got good grades in high school. But it doesn't just automatically mean that you're intelligent and know what you're talking about. So then I was like, fuck it, whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll graduate with C's. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you, do you want to talk about? Your recent diagnosis? Sure. Well, sure, we can talk about that. Yeah. So, go ahead. <laughs> um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. As an adult, which is As an adult. super rare. But I... Is it? Not nah, Super rare is a big hyperbole, but... <laughs> okay, I have a whole theory, though, because my parents don't think ADHD is real. They think it's made up. And I have a theory that my fourth grade teacher thought I had it because I remember one day this kid, which you should probably bleep out his name, mm-hmm. was like, he was on my soccer team because that's like a whole other thing. But he was like, Mrs. Swift, who was my teacher, who you don't have to bleep her name out. I don't like her. She's mean. You can keep it in. <laughs> Mrs. Swift. never listen to this. If you're listening, Mrs. Swift, you're really mean. Um, but she was talking to my parents and Devin, the guy, was like, Mrs. Swift is talking to Hannah's parents and I look across the empty classroom and there are my parents talking to her and like I remember my mom saying stuff to me like did they like come in for a meeting that day or something like, I this guess was so. in the middle of the school it was day? in the middle of the school year no it was at the beginning but it was like not it wasn't like parent teacher conference time and like I didn't know it was happening um but they were like my mom started saying they never said anything about what she said but my mom would start saying to me like you better buckle down and pay attention in school like you need to start paying attention and blah 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 blah. and then my parents we had this family friend and their son had ADHD and they would put him on they were like oh yeah and they put him on the stimulants or whatever and they were like oh my god that's awful like it's not even real like he's Wait, just hyper did they talk about this like yes. when we were a kid they were talking about that yes they were like he he's hyperactive because he sits around and plays computer games and has a bad diet and, like, it's not real. It's made up, and blah, blah, blah. And it's continued. Like, I even believed ADHD wasn't real until, like, I had a therapist say that I, she thinks I have it. And I didn't realize it also has to, it's not just not being able to pay attention. It has to do with, like, how you regulate your emotions. And, like, 
you'll have like a huge emotional response to something that's not, doesn't warrant that, which I had before. And then like another therapist I had, I changed therapist and she thought I had it too. And I was like, oh, I guess I probably have it. And they tested my IQ at this place. Like it was a whole thing and like asked me about my life and turns out I have it. I think that's interesting too because I didn't feel like it didn't exist. Yeah. Um, but I did feel like we overdiagnosed it. Yeah, and that could like, be true. I don't like medicating kids. No, and I, I don't either. I mean, it is a big deal. Like, I, it shouldn't be taken lightly, I don't think. It's right. like It's like it, it's like cocaine or meth or something. It's which, meth. It's amphetamines. Yeah. I, I, had, I had an amphetamine charge on my record when I got oh. my DUI. I had an Adderall that I should have never told them about because they wouldn't have found it. But, like, once they... They found a grinder. So, all right, here's the story, yeah. guys. I don't think all my listeners have heard the DUI story. Yeah. I got pulled over. It was 420. It was the, which if you don't know what that is, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> we, we were smoking at my house. One of my friends got really sick in the bathroom, and I desperately had to pee. We also could not find a lighter anywhere, even though we just had the lighter. And it was stupid, stupid, stupid. But I got in the car, I drove to Sheets. Sheets is your local convenience store if you live in like central or, or it's northern like Wawa. Yeah, it's like it's like Wawa, but Wawa's better. <laughs> I yeah, I think I like Wawa better. Or it's like Rudders. Yeah, it's like it's definitely Rudders. like Rudders. For That's sure. York County. Yeah. That's our thing. Your Rudders. Um, so I went, I got my lighter and I decided to take the long way home lighting a cigarette. I did drink that night. I was not tanked. I vividly remember every second of it. It's burned into my mind. I tried to light a cigarette because I, you need two hands to light a cigarette. Apparently, I couldn't just hold it in my mouth. I had to hold the cigarette and the lighter. I swerved over the white line on the side of the road right by the University Foundation where I thought nobody would be, where it was nice and dark and whatever. And I don't condone drunk driving. Like, mm. don't let me... I, I just think that, like, of all the circumstances, this was, like, the silliest possible, whatever. Yeah. Like, when they breathalyzed me, it wasn't that high, whatever. So, they go through your purse. If you're getting arrested, you have to take your shit with you because they want you to have your ID or whatever. So, they go through my purse, which I told them multiple times I didn't need because all I needed was my cell phone and they had my ID or whatever, but they would go through my purse, dump it on the hood of the car, and I have a pot grinder in there because it's 420 and we're yeah. smoking pot. So then I was like, shit, like now I got a drug charge. And they asked me if I had anything else that they needed to be aware of, and I said, yeah, actually there's an Adderall in my wallet because I was terrified they were going to find it. So then they charged me with an amphetamine, but they ended up dropping it all when, when, but that was the first time that I understood that Adderall is like one little, I don't know the, the medical term for it or whatever, but like molecule. one molecule or whatever off of meth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the reason, like, the reason they put kids, people with Adderall on it is because, like, it doesn't make sense to think about because it's like these people are hyperactive so why would they need more stimulant but apparently like if you're trying to fall asleep if you're trying to keep yourself from falling asleep you're going to like move around and like try to wake yourself up and when you have ADHD 
you actually, I don't know for sure what it is, but your brain doesn't process glycogen or something, like something that gives it energy. Okay. So, yeah, that it helps. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't know the part about the DUI. Like, I think I, I did know it was in front of the foundation building. Well, um, because they pulled my car into there, and I was like, fuck, my yeah. employer is going to see my car here oh, on the weekend. right. And now, yeah. Yeah. It was just, like, a series of, like, really unfortunate events that all added up to, like, I need to fix my shit. And it really did... It was a huge wake-up call for me. Like, I ended up um, getting a job at Burrito Man on Friday night. Oh, so right. I wasn't going out and drinking. I was, like, working from 10 to 2, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Like, there were a lot of good things that came from it. Um, but I don't think that their handling of it was... It felt very accusatory. Yeah. Very much trying to establish, like... If my parents were alcoholics, like, if the alcohol was, like, inbred in me and whatever. And I think, even to this day, like, then I was very resistant of it. But I think even to this day, like, it was less about the personal and more about the culture. Like, we drank a fuck ton in college. Yeah. Like, that was not normal. And it's not just, it wasn't just Shippensburg. Like, across the board... I think people drink way, like, honestly, everybody's an alcoholic if you listen to their classifications of it. And I don't know if that's something to do with society or how we classify alcohol or what. Um, that's, in, that's really interesting because, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I've heard that, like, in countries where they're more, like, in Europe, mm-hmm. you can have a glass of wine when you're, like, a teenager and it's not a big deal. right. And that makes more sense to me because, like, we're taught in school, like, never drink. You can't have any alcohol. And it's like, that's not realistic. Right. So, but right. then we never learn, like, a responsible way to drink. Right. That's, I think, that was the big thing. Because I, I always go back to it, and I think part of the problem was, because I talk about my dad drinking a lot, um, mm-hmm. and my mom is sober, so, like, in recovery, I guess. Um, I don't think any of my things stem from them. I think it stems from the fact that we were just sent out into the world. And I remember, like, I, I was one of those girls in college that was, like, cool with the dudes. I think I was, like, grappling with my sexuality behind closed doors. So, like, I was bonded with the guys. And I was, like, all right, I... I want to keep up. And they'd be like, well, you're a bitch. You're a pussy. So I'd be like, okay, I can drink more. Okay, I can drink more. Until the point I was like tanked and didn't realize that that was not normal. I'm also like a high functioning consumer. Like same with like smoking, drugs, whatever. Like a lot of the times you can't tell that I'm like, I'm very good at keeping my composure, I think, around other people. Until I reach a certain point. So I could be drunk, but I don't seem it. And then I push myself until I'm, like, plastered and I just seem drunk. And that I think that caused a lot of issues for me. Yeah, I mean, I have trouble still with drinking. Like, I drink more than I mean to. Mm -hmm. And I'll just start, like, drinking. And, like, it's just, like, once I start it, sometimes I can't stop. Yeah, and I get drunk, and, like, I I guess 
I say a lot of stuff and regret it so much. And even like even when I wake up a morning after I've gotten really drunk, no matter what I did, I still have a feeling a feeling of panic because it's like I don't know what I said. I for all I know, I could have said something really stupid or really hurtful and like right. that I don't want to I don't want to portray myself that way. I used to be that way. I got to a point where I regret it more for my health. Yeah, that too. Those things. It's terrible for your health. But I remember so many mornings just waking up and being like, oh my God, what happened? And I think I'm kind of past that point. I still am bingey, don't get me wrong. Like I still binge drink, um, but I haven't really blacked out in a long time. And I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say a blackout, but like I, it's like foggy. Mm-hmm. And like I like, this happened two nights ago. I got really drunk, and I, I was on the phone with you. I called you. Yeah. I called. I called three different. I could people. tell you were pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah, but you know me pretty well. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm hoping the other people I talked to couldn't tell. Well, and I was the last of your. Yeah, the stakes were a little higher with the other people. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, and I was the last of your phone calls. Right? Yeah. Like, so I have been drinking. A lot. Yeah. And, and, like, I think part, being on the phone was part of it because I didn't pay attention to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And also, I hadn't eaten. I had, like, one... I, I It was, like, I started drinking at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock, and I hadn't eaten... I had, like, a couple pieces of toast at, like, 10 or something. Yeah. I need to eat more. And, like, dr- being on medication for ADHD makes me, like, forget to eat. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> but I forget to eat. No, it's not... I mean, it's part of the speedy aspect of it is, like... Kind of like your hunger is taken away. Yeah. I was never hungry when I did Adderall. Yeah. A lot of people did it in college. I never did in college. I did it in college like when I could get it. Um, I went through periods of that too. I'm just bingy. Like I would do it for a couple weeks and then not do it anymore. Okay. Um, But it was really like post-college that I think that I did it the most. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now for me, it's it's social. Like, I am at the point, and I'm very proud of myself for this. Like, I don't want it. Adderall or alcohol? Adderall. Okay. That's so weird. You drink, you do it socially. That's really interesting to me because for me, it's like when I need to work on something. For me, it's to stay awake now, which okay. I think is a healthy thing for me. It's not so like I can, like before it would be like, so I don't want to eat or so I can get all this stuff done or whatever. Now if I want to get something done, I eliminate all factors, like, except water. And coffee, of course, because I need coffee. For me, like, I think the effect Adderall has on me makes me really sure I have ADHD. Because this analogy makes perfect sense to me. I've told you it before. And it was like, wow. Um, Someone said on Reddit, on the subreddit about ADHD, that when you have ADHD and you're not on medication, your thoughts are like a bowl of spaghetti. Mm -hmm. But then when you take Adderall, your thoughts are like a box of uncooked spaghetti. Where like you have the same number of thoughts, but they're more organized and they're easier to follow each one and they're all going the same direction. But when you're not on medication, it's like a bowl of spaghetti. And it's like, like, I don't know, like I'll be trying to focus on something and like, another thought will distract me and then another thought will distract me and before I know it I'm like what was I even trying to do but I can totally empathize with it which is why I think I do have a twinge of ADHD yeah I just don't feel that medication for me would be the 
Like, I got to find another way to cope with it. You know what I mean? Like, I have to find another. Because I feel that way often. Like, I forget what I'm doing in the middle of something. Not, like, forget, but I'm like, oh, this needs to be done. And then I come back into the room and Mm. I'm like, oh, my God, I was in the middle of the dishes. Like, whatever. Because I had to, like, I feel, like, very bouncy around a lot of the time. Um, But I cope. I have to cope in other ways. Like, I know that that medication would not help me achieve so I do use Adderall when like I have a concert or like whatever it's been a long time since I've used it um because for me it's just having access to it not good long term um like if I could get like you know how they prescribe like um C is it called CPAC 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 the antibiotic yeah you know, yeah. they give you, like, a one thing. Like, if I could just get, like, an Adderall for, like, emergency things, <laughs> I think I'd be cool with it. But, yeah, yeah I'm not. But I'm just a bingy per- person in general. Like, when I'm, like, on my health kick, I I have eating disorder issues. Yeah. I have, like, because of I'm bingy. I'm all in or all out, but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Those are things I need to deal with on my own, but at least I can recognize them. That's really good. Yeah. I, I like binge. I binge too a little bit. On pizza, mostly. On pizza. Um, I went through this phase where, like, every once in a while, I would get a whole pizza and eat the whole thing. And I have this, okay, I have this. Which memory. I cannot. You're, I think we're pretty similar in size. You're, yeah. you're like, naturally framed smaller than me, I think. But I cannot picture you eating a whole well, pizza. There was, okay. I can't eat a whole pizza. <laughs> well, I, it was usually a thin crust. Okay. Okay. But um, I just, I, had, I used to have this roommate. Do you, you eat it slow? Sorry. No, I eat it fast. Oh, my God. I would throw up. I had this roommate, and she would be, like, that's so selfish. And she tried to manipulate me into, like, giving her all my stuff for free without... Like, she'd, like, help herself to all my ingredients and whatever. Yeah. And she'd be like, that's so selfish that you would have a whole fucking box of pizza to yourself and not offer to share it. So I would, like, I remember I have this memory of, like, putting the pizza into a Ziploc bag. Like, taking the slices out, loading them into yeah. a Ziploc so I could, like, sneak them into my room and eat it without her knowing. And that's kind of messed up, isn't it? Of you or her? I, I don't know. The way I see it is, like, uh, well, okay, there's two, two aspects. Did she give you things? Not really, no. Did you use her things? No, and yeah. she would use, okay. Because that is, that's fucked up of her then. Yeah. I would hide my shit too. She would use my stuff. Like she'd use like my hand soap and like my body wash and like whatever she wanted yeah, to use Yeah, what a fucking like schmooze, dude. Right. But no. Nah, nah, nah. I took the pizza slices and yeah. Yeah, that's a weird memory. That it hasn't. wasn't good. It was all soggy. Don't try it. If you need to sneak pizza, don't put it in a baggie. But um, Bart's dad, want, like, he'll... I was in the car with him because... Yeah. Sorry. We were climbing Mount Washington in New Hampshire, and it was a long, long, long car ride, and I was riding with him, and it was, like, a 10-hour drive, and he just was like, I got pizza in the cooler. And he had, like, heated up a frozen pizza from, like, the grocery store. Uh-huh cut it into slices, and then, like, he let it cool, and he wrapped each one in foil and put it in the cooler, and it's, like, the best road snack that you wouldn't expect. Hmm. I'm, I'm all for pizza, but I think 
pizza is fucking overrated. What? Like, people be putting pizza on socks and being like, pizza, 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 pizza. But pizza to me is that shit that they give you at work when they're fucking copped out. Like, I don't want pizza. Give me a fucking raise. Oh, yeah. Pizza parties are really insulting. They are insulting. And, like, you want to go out for pizza? No. I would rather go to, like, a new restaurant or try some, like... Vegan place I've never been. You know, I'm not vegan, but like I'm, I'm just not about it. I like, feel that pizza is like good for me, like once every like three months. I just like I always want pizza. Nope. I and there's so many. Okay, I'm like I'm I'm totally all in on pizza. Like there's so many kinds. There there's are so many different ways to have a pizza. Okay, I'm cool for that. Like Specialty there's fan- fancier pizza. I'm cool. I like love fancy pizza. Ooh, have you been to that place Zavino? We should go there sometime. No, it's like a wine bar. There's two locations. There's one in um, wait. University. Is that the place we went together? We got, I got like an apple martini and um, some oh bombs no. after the. It was after David something Bowie's thing. Yes, that's what no, it is. that's not it. Oh. But it, um, it's like a wine bar, and they have wood fired pizza. Mm. It's really good. There's one by me called. I always call it a Tiri, but I don't think that's what it's really called. It's like it's Siri or something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm just like. Itri is what it's called. Uh, but I always call it a Tiri. Um, they're really good pizza. One time I got a, a white pizza with truffles and mushrooms. That sounds good. I'm just in general a big foodie, as they say. That's, I think, another area where we relate. Oh, yeah. Foodie. But like Aziz Ansari has this thing where You're he's not like. Picky. Yeah, the Zizon Sorry has this thing where he's like, f- people who like food shouldn't get a weird name. People who don't like food should be called like food bozos. That's true. And it's like, yeah, like who doesn't like food? I think it's weird if you don't. I, well, I don't know. I have known so many picky eaters throughout the years, and people have told me I'm a picky eater. I don't think you're a picky but eater. But it's because I can't eat foods that are like crappy quality. Right. Right. But I'm people not like, tell- I can't eat green pepper. Like, what? That's interesting because people just call me bougie or high maintenance because I'm yes. like, I don't want that shit. Which, don't get me wrong, sometimes I'll enjoy it. I'll indulge in a pizza roll. Like, yeah, I'll indulge roll. in shit food sometimes. I can't do American cheese ever. <sighs> or Velveeta, no. I hate American cheese. I hate American cheese. Velveeta, once in like a blue, blue moon, like every like three years, I'll be like, you got Velveeta, fine, I'll eat it. Like, I hate, I don't eat burgers from fast food places i don't ever either i don't eat like anything from fast food places honestly it is never my choice and i think we i might have talked about it on the podcast before my like feelings towards mcdonald's mcdonald's my disdain but there's like a once once in every couple years i'm like fine i'll get the nuggets or if it's my only option like, if it's my only option to eat and I'm starving, like, I'll eat whatever, but... Um, I'll skip a meal. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like McDonald's. I can't eat it. It's not food. It smells so gross. It's, yeah. It's not real. It's like, I don't know what it is, but it's nasty, and it's terrible for you. That's how I feel about Annie Ann's pretzels. I'm scarred <gasps> for life. I love Annie Ann's pretzels. Once in a while. Can't do it. I would, I would probably hate them if I were in your place, but mm-hmm. yeah, I like them once in a while. My brother asked me, I guess it's something going on the internet right now. He was like, um, Philly staple, pretzel or water ice? And I'm like, what? If, so there's two levels of it. I enjoy a pretzel more, but I'm more likely to pick water ice. Like, I feel like pretzels are, one, I made them. 
Two, they're, like, very unhealthy. Not that water ice doesn't have a lot of sugar, but I feel like it's a lighter thing that doesn't weigh you down as much. Yes. But, like... A pretzel makes you feel sick after. Pretzels have scarred me. I don't understand why they're at, like, road stops. What kind of road Like, stop? on, like, 76. Oh, and the ants in there? Yeah, it's like, why would I want a pretzel right now? I don't know. I guess it's, like, a quick hand food. I think that's why they were big in the malls was because, like, you can hold it and eat it. And the mall, I get it, but it's just like, I don't know, when I stop at those places, I want, like, something healthy, usually. I don't know, it's hard being in the car all day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm always craving a bowl, man. A, a lot bowl. of the food I make is, like, bowl format. Like, okay. a grain. I like that. A, like, protein and a yeah. lot of veggies. That's a good way to do it. That's my standard diet, for the most part. Everything I eat can be, like, incorporated in a bowl. That's a good way to be. Yeah, I guess. All right. I have to pee. Can we take a break? Yeah. Okay. We'll be back, bitches. Okay. We're back, bitch. Bitch. Guess who's back? Back again. We are back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? 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 Created a monster, but nobody wants to see Marshall. Is that the same song? No. <laughs> I, I might be. I don't know. All I know is Gershwin, Matt, Gershwin, Matt. But um, the one time my dad was watching 8 Mile. And I never end, saw that. I came on and he goes, Mom, spaghetti. And I jumped in and finished the rest of the rap. And my dad was like, that was pretty good. I was like, I don't even know where that came from. I don't know how I knew that, that whole song. I, don't, I wouldn't have known it's it. great. Eminem, I think he's very talented. Bart really likes Eminem. Um, I think he's talented. I don't like his new albums, but I'm like a beat person. I just don't like how like full of hate it is. Yeah, it is very rageful. There's a lot of more positive, uplifting rap that I'd rather go. But yeah. I'm more like into R&B or like, I don't know. I try Soft to get, rap. I like um older rap, like nine, like Biggie Smalls and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I like Biggie, but I haven't listened to a ton of it. But before we close with my final segment, is there Ooh. anything else you wanted to talk about in particular? Do you talk about politics often on this? We do, but go go for it. Shoot the shit, baby. Well, I'm really sad about Bernie. We are, at, my last episode was the morning I woke up before the episode came out. Um, I found out and I just, I, it put me in a shit mood all day. Mm-hmm. I like bitched my mom out about it because I was like, now we have to choose between two rapists. And right. she was like, ah, rapists? And I was like, do you like go on the internet or she didn't like, he- know about it yeah, yeah it's not i mean if you watch cnn and nbc you haven't heard of it mm-hmm. and i get i mean i get so frustrated with people who are like democrats who are like democrats with a capital d like old school democrats right hard and fast democrat yeah and i know some like i know a lot of them that i like really love and really respect and i think are really smart mm-hmm. but they like Say stuff that just makes no sense. Well, and then I got into the point where I was like, I guess I'm just kind of really discouraged because, one, we're in COVID-19 era. So we're taking away events to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So that's frustrating. Like, sports events, mm-hmm. weddings, whatever. Whatever things we had planned. Travel. Like, yes, travel. Like, all of these things are just, like, up in the air or whatever. Then 
you're going to limit our freedoms like going to a fucking bar. Like, yeah. slowly but surely, things have been peeled away. You can't away. go to the movies. You right. Can't, you're not really supposed to go to your friend's house. Right. Like, you're supposed to not see your friends, apparently. Right. You're not supposed to do anything. So, okay. That sucks. Then, you take away my future hope of potentially getting my student loan forgiven. My student loan's forgiven. My fucking... And I don't mean me. I mean a generation worth. I'm putting that all on me. But yeah. our student loan's forgiven. You're taking away the hope of... Our healthcare being expanded so that we can all have this. And everybody's losing, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people are losing their jobs. Exactly. Now they're losing their healthcare um, during a pandemic. People oh, are still right. charging rent. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's insane. So I, I went on this tirade to my mom because she was like, well, you know, as far as student loan forgiveness is concerned, that wasn't realistic anyway. And I said, how is that not realistic? We just spent trillions of dollars to bail out the stock market and then another trillion to give everybody $1,200 which barely covers a month of rent for the average American citizen like what what propaganda are you fucking buying into it's impossible to pay off student loan debt but you you can just throw that money out there like what and it's like it's it seems like the, the like to politicians money is imaginary yeah like but, and money is a concept. Like we are in debt. Yeah, but I don't with even know. Money. I don't even know what that means. That we'll never get paid back. Yeah. What is it? Who are we? Who do we owe it to? I don't even want to know. It's too complicated. It. I don't understand it either. But it doesn't. It's the same thing to me as the electoral college. And then I went on a rant about that and how it's all conceptual, but it's all a fucking facade to allow the one percent to retain most of the money in the country and when we are through with this i will be shocked if we have any middle class left yeah and um so one of these people who i really respect and think is smart and who watches nbc and takes to heart and has been always about joe biden and how we need to vote for him and whatever she was like telling me how joe biden will fight for single-payer health care but he literally said he was going to veto it didn't he I don't know. I don't know anything about him because I'm just so anti. Yeah, and she, and I was like, well, I know he gets money from like these big corporations, and she was like, well, that doesn't mean they influence him. And I was like, how could that, how could that possibly be true? Yeah, right. I don't know. I think that this election, this is just a theory, but I think this election, so voter turnout has grown and grown since. Um, I think in our lifetimes. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I don't think it's been less than any... Like, every year there's more and more turnout, which makes sense because the population has grown, but the turnout has increased and increased since, I guess, the Clinton era. Like, the George W. Bush um, era was when they really pushed that whole rock the vote in 2000. I remember that stuff. So I think... and said it. Yeah, I remember. But then she didn't vote. I remember P. Diddy, really? Yeah. What a twat. I remember P. Diddy um, pushing it too. But Harris Hilton. So we pushed through that and went up and up and up and up. I think this election is going to have a lower voter turnout than the past two elections, honestly. Because I've already seen in my peer group people that are like, I'm not voting between two rapists. Yeah. And I think people also underestimate. Like, people think, like, oh, if we get a centrist, we could get some of the Republicans to vote for the Democrats. But, but then what are we going to do? Yeah, and also, 
When they're in power, people what's don't happen? people don't realize that like there are a lot of people, a lot of people who really like Trump a lot. Yep. And um there's tons of those people and mm-hmm. that's why Trump won. And like he hasn't gotten weaker in these past four years, he's gotten stronger mm-hmm. support. So we needed somebody really good. We didn't need some like we don't need a moderate. No. No, we we've never have. Mm. No. Like Hillary Clinton was a moderate. What's his face? John Kerry was a moderate. Yeah. And I don't understand how people don't recognize the the move societally towards totalitarianism with yeah. with especially with the COVID situation, with how things are being shut down mm-hmm. and people are still allowed to collect rent, but other people aren't working and other people aren't, you know. And I don't know the solution for that. I know I don't know the solution for that. I acknowledge it. But we need to appoint people that do. And that's, to me, what a president is. A president doesn't know every answer. A president knows who to go to for the answers. And when we have somebody like Trump, who is straight out nixing our pandemic response teams, our, all of the officials that... Circled through the White House in the past three and a half years. Like, <sighs> and I totally feel like there's like this whole thing where the status quo Democrats think Trump is the problem, but Trump is a symptom. I like it described that way. And I That's think a good way. if Joe Biden were to win, we're just going to get another Trump in four years mm-hmm. or eight years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Trump's going to win. Yeah, probably. Trump's going to win for there's a variety of reasons I believe that, but Trump will win and part of me is glad because yeah. I am so sick of Democrats inheriting the shit of the prior Republican situation and then them being blamed for it and then it's all just mm-hmm. pushed and, and he, but he's going to get to appoint those Supreme Court justices. Like for the record, I will vote for Joe Biden in the general election. Yeah, because I want because the only thing I can think of is I want him to choose the judges if like RBG mm-hmm. leaves us. And I think there's another judge who I think there's two. Yeah, there's two. And so I think I Trump is like into like repealing Roe versus Wade, and I don't want that to happen. But. Um, Biden, I don't think would. Not, I mean, he has, Biden has said, like, this is a quote from him, like, a, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, like, a woman doesn't have the right to choose what happens to her body. Like, he said that. But I think, That's like, incredible. I think a lot of politicians, like, most politicians, except for Bernie, other people tell them what to think and what to say, and, like, what they say isn't necessarily what they're going to do, and I think people would tell Joe Biden to not appoint somebody like that well and this is why when every time I have this conversation especially with you because I feel like you're the person that I get into this deepest with mm-hmm. um I, I talk to other people about it but they're more about the moment and I think we're more conceptual in thought about the whole situation but this is why whenever I get to that point in the conversation I fall back on capitalism because all these people are being bought out Mm-hmm. by the Amazons, by these huge corporations, yeah. the media conglomerates. Oh, my god! Everybody's got hands in everything. And, like, you know, as well as I do, as somebody who has a degree in journalism, that, like, this reporting is not ethical. No. This has been the least ethical to this point in, my, in our lifetimes, if not, like, 
eternity. I think there was some sort of standard of accountability, and now there's no accountability because it's money. Money rules this country. And I think people, like, everybody who I know who's a Democrat or whatever, or is left or whatever, criticizes Fox News as being propaganda. And I agree, Fox News is awful, but, like, so are the other ones. Yeah. They're just the other side. It's Fox News for the other side. Which is why I have found the New York Times daily briefings to be the best. Newspapers are the way to go. You get them online, but I go newspapers. And then once you read a source, people, I'm just putting this out there for the listeners. I think most of my listeners are well-informed. But once you read a news source, Google that shit and read three other fucking news sources to see. And recognize language that is... Based in, um, what's the word? Manipulation. That I knew- look for opinion-based language. I once had a conversation with this guy who said the way he gets his news is he reads the Huffington Post and then he reads the corresponding article in the um, Daily Caller, and which is like a Republican slanted Huffington Post, and where they where the information is the same, that's the truth. Right. Right. Which is crazy. You shouldn't have to do that. Right. Most people aren't going to do that because most people don't have time to do that. And also look at the polls that this information is coming from because you have to cite sources. These articles should be citing their sources. So look at the sources. Are the sources privately funded organizations? Mm. Are the sources, um, you know, involved? Do they have stock or stake or whatever in other things? Like... And most of them do. Yeah. Huh. Pretty much everything does. Yeah. But I'm very liberal socially. Mm-hmm. I honestly think in the um, meaning of the word, I am like fiscally conservative. Like, yeah, I think I kind of am too. I'm not all for handouts. No. I'm not for those things. But, but I think when you're in a structure that is obviously pushing the lower class to all become bottom feeders. Right. What do we have to do? You know, like, I'll take the handouts. And there's <laughs> some things that are generating, that are set up to generate money that shouldn't be. Like, I don't think healthcare should be a business. No. No one should be getting rich off healthcare. It's a necessary Education service. Education should not be a business. Yes. Those two things. Education and healthcare. There's, uh, there's more, though. There's yeah. more things. There, I'm sure there are. That people are profiting off of and the fossil like, fuel industry has a lot of power. Oh That's a whole other thing. God. Maybe we should share, maybe we should talk about something else. But and uh, final point on that, like we are way too smart to be making the money we do off of fuel mm-hmm. and to be consuming the amount that we're consuming. Yeah. Like this country is way fucking better than that. It's too big for that, but it's way fucking better than the consumption. Like, and, and it's hard because you're, I think consuming is a coping mechanism for people because we don't have the unity that we need. That's what I always come down to. It's always dividing. We're always dividing. Like, putting a Democrat against a Republican. We're putting Christians against Jews. We're putting whatever... Because of all of, the, and that's that's how the one percent yeah. sees one percent. I think like the Republicans, Bernie Sanders said this. The whole thing with racism is making it so Republicans 
a lot of them blame all the problems we have on like immigration or like people <sighs> who are different from them instead of xenophobia. Like, yeah. And then like the Democrats are just blaming everything on Trump right now for mm-hmm. the past four years. And it's really not like if Trump were gone, like nothing. Not, I don't want Mike Pence as my president either. Oh, yeah. Mike Pence is Sorry, I've, had, I've had people be like, Trump should be assassinated. And I'm like, no. Uh, I don't know if I want Pence in there. You have to assassinate a lot of people before we get somebody good. And that's when you get into Handmaid's Tale. So. Yeah, and I don't want, well, like, if these people end up murdered, I'm going to be really happy about it, but I don't want it to get traced back to me, so I don't want to say anything. <laughs> right. I'm we'll keep it to ourselves. Yeah, but no. if the, uh, what, what's it called? The NSA? Oh yeah, FBI. Well, Whoever. don't I mean, listen to this podcast, please. We're all, yeah. we're speculating. We can't do shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to do anything. All right. So, anything else on your mind you want to talk about before we get into the final se- segment? Mm-mm. Okay. Cool. So, what you watching? What you listening to? What you reading? What are you doing these days for entertainment purposes? Well, most recently I read. Um, Eileen by Atessa Mashveg, who wrote the book you have also read, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which is like my favorite book, and I've read it like four times. You are the credit for this book that I've talked about so much on this podcast. I love that book so much. But so um, Eileen is really good too, and it's about this girl, and it takes place like, uh, I don't really know exactly when, but a, a while ago. It's like a an old lady reflecting on her youth, and it's probably the uh, 40s or 50s. Early 19, early to mid. Yeah, and she's like works in this jail. And it's just a really interesting story. And the thing that she, like this author, like that I, before I read the book I knew about is like the girl does like gross stuff. Like she talks about gross things. Like there's a one part where she like, it's just her vagina and okay. like it describes it in detail like how she itches it and she sniffs her fingers after wow <laughs> and then she like shakes somebody's hands and she's like oh i didn't wash my hand like in her head she's like i don't know that's so interesting yeah and i mean it's not all about that there's a lot of other stuff going on but. yeah but to talk about something like so explicit if yes. you will air quotes but that's funny because um i feel like all i not all I've been doing, but like I've been masturbating a lot oh, wow. during <laughs> out of boredom. Okay. Out of like I've had a very dry 2020, but that's besides the point. Um but I always think about that. Like I go and wash my hands because I'm like, what if I didn't one time? I'm yeah. sure I have in my past. That's funny. That's probably a TMI. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> but guess what? Girls masturbate. They yep. also poop. Yeah, but she also talks about poop. She's like, she talks about how, like, like she has a thought. She doesn't do it, but she has, like, a thought she wants to, like, poop on the floor. Ooh, I've never thought that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say I've never thought that. Like, what would happen if I just pooped on the floor right now? You've thought about that? Probably. That's crazy. Not a lot. I wouldn't do it. I don't want to, like, but. Did yeah. I ever tell you about the time? Oh, it was actually it was when I was interviewing for Social Security where Bart works. Yes. I had to park, like, kind of farish. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad, but I had to walk a few blocks. And I found this spot under one of those overpasses. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the city, obviously. And 
Um, I pull up to this parking spot and I had a good, like, I got there super early because I counted on there being traffic. So I was like, all right, I got 20 minutes before I have to leave to walk and I'll still be 10 minutes early. So I was like on Facebook, whatever, just like I'm on my phone in my car. And I see this woman pushing a shopping cart, which is normal. We have a horrible homeless situation in America. So, but she was in the middle of the street. So all these cars are honking at her. So it like brought my attention to her. So she pulls her cart over on the side of the street and she pulls down her fucking leggings and straight up, I look up and she's, I see a fucking turd come out of her asshole on the fucking sidewalk. And I was like, girl, like you and I have both peed in, we peed in the woods together. We were camping. But like, you find a spot that's Mm. like a little more subtle. But when you're in the middle of a city, like where you're supposed to go. Yeah, but she was definitely in a spot where like she could have like maybe put her, one side of the street could have seen her and the other. She was like in the middle of the sidewalk taking a shit. And I was just like, oh my God, that bitch has to be on drugs. Like, (sighs) oh my God. No shame. Somebody was walking by on the opposite side of the street and they were like, what the fuck? She started screaming at them. It was the craziest thing. What did thing. she scream at them? I don't know. I can hear I'm pooping. I was in my car, but they were, I could hear them because they were on the same side of the street. She was on it's the opposite like sidewalk. If you were pooping on the sidewalk and someone came toward you, what could you possibly be mad at them about? Right? Like, she, that's why I was like, <laughs> she has to have been on drugs. Like, oh. Anyway, so you're reading that book. <laughs> Yeah, well, I finished it. It's really good. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. Yeah, don't, because I'll probably read it. Oh, really? Good. What should I read? I need a new book to read. So I am still reading. It's Chad Harback. Harbach. Hold on, I gotta look it up. Well, I now I, I, what about my year of rest and relaxation? I love I love that book. I don't like the ending though. The ending wasn't good. I liked the ending. I mean, parts of it I liked, but it just seemed like it resolved too quickly. Um, I let I don't want to give the spoilers away, but there are parts of it I did really like at the end, like the whole project she was doing with uh, what's his name. Yeah, me too. And I also think I read it at a good time for me to read it. Like, I think I kind of needed it when I read it. Um, it's 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 interesting how you never learn her name. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, and also, you don't hate her, even though she's kind of a not nice person. Oh, she is dislike. She is not a likable character at all. She's mean to her friend. She's very Rita. mean to her friend. She's very conceited about her looks. Yeah, but I mean, she sound like if you're like perfect looking and everyone tells you that, like, I don't know. I've never met anybody like that. A lot of the people that are, I think that I've known my whole life that are like conventionally pretty, because that's a part I think of my sexuality is that I don't think like conventional beauty is necessarily pretty. Like I find what's a lot of, conventional beauty, like Grace Kelly. Okay, yeah, Your I don't standard proportionate, um, symmetrical. Like, you know, your I eyebrows think, constantly on fleek, your, you know, whatever. And is it fair it, skin? Do you have to be, like, blonde and blue eyes? Pretty much, that's, like, the yeah. idea. I don't, I mean, I don't think, I'm not super into that either. But I, I think people are beautiful when they have, like, something different about them. Me too. Um, but I didn't, like, all those people that I know 
have um, like serious self-esteem issues. Yeah. So to like hear her be so conceited about herself, I'm like, are you really that pretty bitch? Like, yeah. And yeah, I, I think I mean it was off-putting. Um, I think I related more to her being mean towards her friend yeah. because having experienced depression, you push, you yes. push people away. And so her I friend was that. annoying. <laughs> to a level, but, like, also, like, don't you think she was fucking annoying? Like... Yeah. But, I mean, then that friend came and went and, and came and saw her and was there for her. Yeah. And spoiler alerts, obviously, guys. But, like, I think the, um, the that, fact that she reflected on it after, like, her mom's funeral and stuff. Reva's mom? Yeah. Yeah. How she reflected on, like, how she, like, she was like, I don't want her hair, but I do want... Like, I kind of yeah. do. Yeah, she appreciated her. Yeah. And I like how when um, Reva goes up there, she, like, gives her a thumbs up. I, mm-hmm. thought, that, I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Those things were, like, And, like, be, being at her house. And now, oh, remember she was, like, I saw her picture, and she, like, had, I liked the girl in the picture better. And and how her room was, like, emo and black yeah. and stuff. And she, I thought that was cool. Because that's that was also poignant, too, is, like, you like somebody less when they're trying to fit in and more just, like, embracing yeah. their natural... And Reva also didn't seem ashamed of it. Right. Of, like, this is my house. I don't care. Like, this is what it is. I think I related a lot to Reva. Mm-hmm. With, like, you know, m- me more so, like, high school, college age related to that. Like, we're going to do this because that's what everybody's doing. And, oh, my God, you're so thin. How do you do it? But, like, not being conscious of your own decisions that are self-sabotaging you to not get what you want long-term, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Great book. Great book. We should have a book club. <gasps> yes. I was in a book club before, but I, like, felt so much pressure to read the book. Yeah, we And have, I didn't like them. We'd have to, like, start the book at the same time, but, like, when you're done, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Like, take your time. Well, what book... If you think of the book you're reading, let me know. I do. I just I just found it. Oh. I talk about this book every week, and I forget the title. But I like it now. It okay. took me a while. I talked a lot of shit on it. Not a lot of shit, but I'm just like, I just can't get into it. But it's called The Art of Fielding. Okay. It is about... I would say the main character um, going to college, getting on the baseball team, mm-hmm. and... He is very good. Like, he never fucks up. He never has errors. Um, uh, and baseball or just in life? And baseball. Okay. And baseball. Um, there is a captain on the team that, like, kind of takes him under his wing. He's trying to get into a law school. Okay. And it also focuses on the president of the university. It's like a small private university. The president of the university, his relationship with his daughter, and his relationships with other students. Okay. The president um, obviously has a daughter, so he's, like, been in straight relationships, but he's attracted to a male student, and it kind oh. of develops from there. That's That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm about, I'm finally about halfway through it, and... Mm-hmm. I don't really like sports stuff. No, no, me either, and that's why okay. when I first started this, I was like, what the fuck? Riley. I'm not. A, I'm so not a sports person. Me either. Not in that. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about it on the podcast all the time. How I fucking hate. Sports. I wish I liked them. Yeah. Because it's people get really joy joy out of it. I like them in person because I like the like collective like 
cheering for something. Yeah, I do too. I like them in person too. Going to a game is fun. I've had a lot of fun at games. And playing. Like, I like playing, to throw yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, that's why when I first started the book, I was just like, oh, and it's called The Art of Fielding, but it's not about the baseball. Like, they do it in the beginning a lot about, like, his stats and developing how he becomes, but then they, like, drop a couple things where you're like, oh, this is about people. Yeah. So I really do like that. That's yeah. a good one. I'm working Another on it. Another book we both read is The Secret History. I forgot about that book. With the Greek students and, like, they... I forgot about that book, too. I forgot what that was called. Yeah, The Secret History. That was a good one. Yeah, I want to read her other book. She wrote another book called Goldfinch. So I started Goldfinch. Yeah. Um, but it was so long. Oh. But they made it into a movie. Oh, and I didn't one know of that. my favorite actresses, Sarah Paulson, oh, isn't it? I like and her. And she plays one of my favorite characters in the book, or like one of the most intriguing characters. But I need to go back and finish that book because I I read that probably. Fuck. I just in twenty seventeen. I just thought of a good book I thought you'd like, but then I forgot what it was. Yeah, that was a good book, but I took it out from the library, and that's why I couldn't finish it. Oh, I, yeah. Look, I extended it to a month, and I really needed, like, three months to read it. The library can stress me out because yeah. it's like you have to read it in this time. Yeah. And it's like, eh. Um, you can extend in our Bucks County libraries, like, for twice or something. And I extended it one time, and then I was like, I'm never going to finish this, so I, ha- I had to end up. But that, Donna Tart. Yeah, and um, another good book is, uh, oh, God, what is it? forget it now oh educated by tara westover that's amazing what's that about it's um a girl's it's a memoir about this woman who grew up on a in a super mormon um and they're like they're preparing for the end of days and she ends up getting like abused by her brother and her parents are just like they gaslight her big time they're like that never happened but she goes on to get a phd intriguing is it true yes Cool. It's a really good. I loved it. It was very interesting. It's very emotional, though. It's very sad. That's interesting. Yeah, you, you would like that book, Educated. So, all right, I'll look it up. Oh, and the other thing I do is play Tetris. I love Tetris. Yeah, and it's I like I love Tetris. It's frustrating because I like don't want to be playing it all the time. But I'm. What like, do you play it on? On my phone, and there's. It's like not really Tetris. It's like. You have a grid, and it gives you the shapes, and you have to put them on the grid and, like, line them up. Oh. And then, like, it gets rid of the ones when they're in a straight line, horizontal or vertical, and then you have to put more in. So I um, notoriously don't like games. Video games are a different story, but I just, like, people play, like, Words with Friends or whatever. Oh, I used to like Words with Friends, but I always lose, though. I never play Draw something? Um, I play Draw Something with the people on Jackbox TV, like mm. with other friends. Fun. I love Jackbox TV. You that is play fun. That. Yeah, that is fun. Um, so I would always say, I don't play games except for fucking Tetris, because I would play Tetris, Tetris on my phone. But yeah. I played real Tetris on my phone. Tetris. But it's not the same. I, I play would get it on really a high, too. I'd get up to, like, level 30. Like, Sometimes I play it on a computer. My high score is, like, 400,000 on the computer. That's awesome. And on my phone, it's, like, 2,000. On that one, That's I told. Awesome. But Jackbox will be fun because Bart's friends play it. Mm-hmm. I played it with them, but it's like there's ones that are like about the person, and it's like they all have known each other since they were kids, and I've uh, known him for like a few years, but like I don't know him as well as they know each other. So it'd be really fun to play with you because we know each other. Yeah, that would be fun. But who could play with us? 
don't know. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll find later. it. We'll find it. So, um, the things that I've been into recently oh, yeah. have been Happy on Netflix. Okay. It's a sci-fi show. All it's right. the dude. His name is Christopher Maloney okay. from um, Law & Order SVU. Okay. I never wa- I didn't get into that show. But you know the main guy, right? The two Probably. main people. It's Actually, like Olivia Benson and I forget his name. He's not on it anymore. Honestly, I don't know. I did you ever know. see Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah. He was the cook with the bandana that would talk to the can. Okay, and the can was Bob from Bob's Burgers voice. Yes. yes. Okay, that's I don't I honestly I don't remember him. I'm sure you're right. I'm Once sure you it's see a, him, I'm sure it's a guy. Okay, him. yeah. But he um, picks up an imaginary friend. Okay. And the imaginary friend is like this little blue horse unicorn thing. And they, like, fight crime and stuff. It's been very, like, light entertainment. So I've been really enjoying that. Um, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, came out with a new album that I did not realize, like, months ago. And I was like, holy shit. Ooh, somebody I know came out with a new album. Oh, the Dixie Chicks new song. Really? I haven't heard it. The Dixie Chicks, it's called Gaslighter. Oh, I don't, I'm down. I don't know if you're into the Dixie Chicks. I love the Dixie Chicks. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not into country music, but like... It's not really country. Right. The Dixie Chicks are badass bitches. Ever since the I, little George W. Bush comment, yes. I'm down for them. I love the Dixie Chicks so much. But other okay, than but that, I'm like biding my time. I've been compiling like family recipes. I got this book for Christmas or my birthday, whatever. They're the same thing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Who knows the difference? Yeah, you're on the other side of Christmas, which is interesting. But I got a book um, of my family recipes, so I'm writing them in because Easter, we're not going to be able to spend time with, like, the people who would normally cook for me. So, like, I'm putting in special recipes, which is very... um, What are your recipes? There's stuff like my grandmom's yum yum potatoes, my Aunt Kathleen makes these creamy carrots, like, different stuff. You know, my family doesn't really have Easter foods. These are holiday foods in general okay, okay, okay. that I feel like when I go to their house, that's a standard holiday food. So um, is this like a book of recipes that your family is like pulling all their recipes together into one book? This is just a book with blank pages that says like, who gave you the recipe and like, what does this mean to you? That is really sweet. It's empty and it's got it organized by like side dishes, whatever, blah, 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 blah. That, I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. So I'm taking the time to write them down because I am thinking about, as I watch my grandparents get older, like not remembering things and like, yeah, yeah, I can Google a lot of shit, but like what's life going to be like in 50 years? Like, let's write it down. Yeah. Maybe I can pass it on to somebody in my family when I'm older or something. Yeah, we have recipes that were passed down that are on, like, written on index cards. Yeah. And also, it's just, like, I cook a lot, and I Mm -hmm. use my phone and, like, look at it. But I I also have some cookbooks. And it's so much better to, like, I so much prefer having a book. It's easier. Yeah, you don't have to, like, worry about getting crap on your phone. And, um... A lot of my, like, favorite recipe pages in my cookbooks have, like, stains on them. I love that. I love that. My moms do. Mine, I don't, this is the first time I've ever done it because I do everything on the phone or I'm like, send me the recipe for this. So I'm just going through and, like, getting stuff and collecting them. I think it's better to have a hard copy, physical copy to pass to somebody. Yes. Um, The other thing I've been doing is my app. I've been working Wait, with what? my fitness pal. Not my Oh, fitness. I know my fitness pal. Yeah, but I've been I've been for 11 days now. I had it back in college. 
I haven't touched it. I just reopened it. So the past 10, 11 days, I've been working with my fitness pal and just seeing like more so because I count calories already, but more so seeing like sodium intake and stuff like that. So I like to focus on like, I think, I mean, if you focus just on calories, you can like miss the point and not nourish yourself properly. But I I like to focus on like making sure I get enough fiber and protein Mm -hmm. because I notice when I... I mean, when I poop, because <laughs> I ate enough fiber the day before and drank enough water, I feel so much better. Yeah. And also protein makes me feel better when I get adequate and not too much either, just the right amount. My big things are sugar and sodium. Mm-hmm. So Sugar's a big on thing. both of them. Yeah. Because even though something is low cal, like I was looking at my kombucha, I'd like 70 calories, cool. But there's 15 grams of sugar. And when you realize how much a gram of sugar is, it's one of those little cubes. Like, that's... Yeah. And, like, the one thing I don't really like about my fitness pal with sugar is, like, it can't... Like, I don't really view sugar that's in fruit the same way. No, same. And it adds it together. Yeah. So it's, like, added sugar versus, like, natural. I feel like there's a big difference. Yeah. But knowing that... Yeah. Yeah. It's still good now. Yeah. I remember when when I graduated college, I was, like, overweight by a lot <laughs> well not a lot me like 20, I wouldn't say a lot me like 20 pounds and I started focusing on sugar and that's when I started drinking my coffee black because I was already drinking it without cream because the only thing I would buy milk for was to put in coffee so I'm like mm-hmm. why am I buying milk so then I started drinking it with just sugar and then I was like well if I'm monitoring my sugar intake I don't want to waste it on co- like in my coffee in the morning so I just drink it black and to this day I drink it black and I like too. that. I like that about myself. I did the same in college too. Yeah, I like it black. Me too. And so I does feel like It helps me like wake up better. Otherwise, I'm just drinking milk. And it's <laughs> also so easy if you're like at someone's house and they're like, "What do you want in your coffee?" You're like, "Just black." Dude, everybody loves me when they're like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Just, just give it to me." They're like, "I don't have." Just I'm like, "Don't even me. worry about it. Just give me the co- just give me the picture. Give it to me black." <laughs> Uh, yeah, it makes you kind of, it kind of makes me feel like a badass. I don't know if I deserve to feel that way about it. No, but I you do. deserve to feel, you are a badass. <laughs> okay. So. The most badass thing about me is I drink my coffee black. It's kind of pathetic. <laughs> it's not the most badass thing about you. The, badass, the most badass thing about you before we say goodbye is that you ran a marathon this year. And right. I did it is. so slow though. But I did beat Who Katie cares? Holmes. I beat Katie Holmes. And she, but everyone made fun of her for doing it slow. Whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I did it. And I also, yeah, I hiked by myself in Zion Park. That was cool in Utah. That yeah. was really cool. The Narrows hike. And if you do do the Appalachian Trail, I am serious. Oh. I would meet you for a period. I'm not doing more than like two weeks. That's like, what I would meet you for a period. Okay. I'll bring you replenishing things. You sure can do that. And unless you really want to do it alone. No, but no, no. I would no. totally I would be love there that. for a little um, bit. So one of my goals, one of my dearest aspirations in life is to get what's called the triple crown of hiking where you do the AT, the PCT like Reese, yes. leather spoon, but you bring the right fuel Reese. Sorry. I'm, I love It's Cheryl. not even Reese. It's Cheryl Strade. It's Cheryl Strade. <laughs> I love you, Cheryl Strade. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, and then you no. do the, it's called the Great Divide Trail, which is up the center of the uh, country. Cool. But that one seems really hard. It's, I mean, they're all really hard. Yeah. So I'd love to do that. Yeah, maybe someday, but they all they each take like six months. So yeah, it's like, it takes a long time. I don't know if I'm gonna have a year and a half to just not work, but who maybe I will. Who knows? Yeah, I'm gonna try and make it happen. All right, believe I believe I believe. All right, should we sing them out? Yeah, what should we sing? Uh, what what about a little uh, sound of sound of music to be on point? Oh, 
Oh. How do you solve a problem like Maria? I don't know the words to that. How do you chase a cloud and pin it down? Bum, 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 but bum, how do you make her stay and listen to all you say? We can do one of me both now. Okay. What did you want to do? I was I was thinking more. So long. Farewell. Oh yeah. A fetus saying goodbye. I, that one I don't know. A fetus saying is that German? A is that German? A fetus sing. Yeah. So long, farewell. A fetus sing goodbye. I, I hate to go. I'd like to stay and taste my first champagne. And they're like, oh no. Like, that's so ludicrous. They're like, oh gosh, Liesel, you can't have that. Liesel. Oh, that was my favorite one. What was she that? She was cool. I am 16, going on 17. I'll depend on you. Like, uh-uh. That, is, that actually insults me. But they were in the gazebo. I remember. That's how I know what a gazebo is. That's when I first learned about what those were. Oh, that's totally insane. <laughs> and I also, uh, did you ever see the episode of Family Guy where Peter gets, like, injected with the gay gene? No. I'm oh. not a Family Guy, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm not really either, but that he, like, gets injected with the gay gene, and, like, he breaks up with Lois because he's like, I don't want to have sex with you. I'm, I'm gay now. <laughs> and, like, he's in... That's <laughs> fucked But, like, there's this scene where he, like, he, like, gets his own apartment, and he's, like... He's, somebody knocks on the door and it shows him and he's like talk, he's like reading a magazine and he's listening to that song. Hmm. We are 16. That's funny. Yeah. Sorry, that was a tangent. That's okay. But it, that song makes me think about that. Okay. Sometimes I like to put a little surprise nugget after right. my, my music at the end. All right. So we can give him a Do surprise Do you get everybody music. to sing? No. Oh, okay. No, you're just... Nobody would sing with me. Really? I have like maybe a couple friends that would sing with me, but no, not right. a lot of people. Well, I'll sing. I'm even... okay. What do you what What should we sing? They built a statue of us. They put it on a mountain Let tourists come and stare at us. Blow bubbles with their gum. Take photographs of fun. Of fun. We're living in a done our things. Rounding for answers in the past. I don't even remember. We're living in a done our things. And it's contagious. And it's contagious. And it's contagious. And it's contagious. Okay, that was that was pretty good. Not bad. I love I love how she sings. All the words in my mouth that were so deemed unworthy of letting out, banded together. To form a makeshift militia and burrowed bluntly, bluntly through my tongue and my teeth. And I stood proud in the gallery with my open socket of a mouth for them to see. They all just laughed and said, That boy 
That boy's got whoa. Forget she took pity on me horizontally, but most likely because of my band, and that's all I can get when I'm lonely. And these visions of death seem to own me in the quiet of the classrooms all across the stacks. United States of Woe. We live with Woe. She said, I can't get laid in this town without these pointy fucking shoes my feet are so black and blue and so are you please take me out of my body up through the palm trees to smell california in Sleep hypocrisy float in my senses around my body. I wake my nose to smell that ocean. Past all the plutocrats who sold me out, go sob in your bed. If life is twice as pretty, once you're dead, then send me a card. I'm still in the optimist. Well, it is hard when all you want to be is in a dream. A dream. <laughs> Come on, let's go. La da 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 Is that how it ends? I think so. I haven't even listened to that song in so long. It's such a great Give me a high five. That was great. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we sang the whole thing.